0: Same house. Awesome God, Amen. He's still God, Amen. He never changes, and He's always here for us. That'll be all the music. Thank you for that, Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. When He started talking about a donkey, I almost come out right then. I can't get too mad at him. I get on him pretty good, so I guess that's. He probably owed that to me. And if you could take your Bibles and we could turn. Turn with me to Romans chapter 4. Let's start with verse 19. Amen. Has God been good to you today. Amen. I'll try not to hold you long. I know that's probably a lie, but I'll try not to. My last name is Pruitt, so it, it comes natural, but I try my best to let you out early today. 4.19, and he says this, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to also perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also, and I would like to think about that for just a moment, if you would. For us also, it yes. was imputed not just to Abraham, but to his seed. And now it was not written for his sake alone, but also us. Now he says, But for us also who believe, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Amen. And over in, if you would, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 7 through 10, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. How many possessors do we have here tonight? Amen. As Abraham seed, we possess all things. And you may be seated. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of the word. We'll read one more here. Genesis chapter 14, if you've got that. It's talking about Melchizedek here. King of Salem brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And that word possess and possessing there is a present tense. Having and holding by an absolute right. An absolute right. Or title, occupying and enjoying. Think about that. To occupy and to enjoy your inheritance. And tonight, if we could just speak for just a moment, I would like to speak on the possessing all promises. Because we as seed of Abraham, as a spiritual seed of Abraham, as a royal seed, we possess things that maybe we take for granted. Maybe we don't understand. We, we live so far below our privileges here that we don't see and we don't understand maybe just how important we are, spiritually speaking. And as the promise that we receive, the seal of the promise is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For that is God in the form of spirit, you being his word, or he, he being the word in you, then he comes in. If you receive the word in you, that Holy Spirit is the only thing that can make that live, the word live in you, the promise in you. And we possess the gate of every enemy, the devil and all of his tactics, we possess that. We can overcome that by what? The word. And so we see here that God promised it, and it is so. And you can only do it then after being tested by the Word. Remember, Abraham was tested by the Word. And if we being his seed, we will also be tested by the Word. And But the faith of Abraham, remember, it actually was stronger at the end of the 25 years than at the beginning of the 25 years. Why? Because he, he became stronger and stronger in faith. And I believe tonight that the seed of Abraham will be the same way. No matter how long it takes to get what we want from God, we we will become stronger in our faith. And I believe that's the way it is tonight. The true believer is cast out from among the people sometimes. We're called fanatics and holy rollers and so forth. But the meek shall inherit the earth. Is that right? You being the meek. Now, it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Uh, By some standard, you are meek in spirit maybe. But the meek shall inherit the earth. And even the poorest Christian in here, the poorest The poorest person in in the natural sense. If you look out here, the earth you step on is your possession. Everything has been given to you. And it doesn't matter necessarily what you drive or what you wear, but it does matter if you possessed Christ, because once you take on Christ, you become the seed of Abraham at that time. And that is what we all must come into as a believer is to not stand back here and live so far below our privileges and say that we don't have anything or we can't possess anything, but healing is yours. It is the children's bread. The seed of Abraham can possess all things. And why is that? Why do we we live so low? It's because we really don't know who we are. And once you know who you are, the seed of Abraham, then there's no trouble there to possess these things. And we go on down, it doesn't matter. Maybe you don't have the money to pay your rent next month. And maybe you don't have the money to put shoes on your children's feet. It doesn't matter really on that regard because you're still the seed of Abraham. You still have everything you need in Christ. And the meek shall inherit. The believer has a title abstract deed. That's right. By Jesus Christ, he shall be the possessor of his entire universe. Yeah. Brother Branham said he was the he was the possessor of the entire universe. Think about that. Everything you think about this whole earth, this whole universe, the whole galaxy, everything here is actually ours. The people that have it now, we see that Satan is ruling this whole universe, and everything is being run over by sin and, and discourse. But you and I are the true possessors of all of it. We go on here, and and how do you get how do you get the possession of this? It's not something you necessarily do other than obey the word, but it is an unmerited gift that God has given us. And we say here, everything is ours. Everything that we see is ours. And Satan will try to bluff you a little bit, but you just say, Satan, that's mine. Stay back. Possess it. Take it back from the devil. It's yours anyway, and you have a legal right to every blessing that God has ever had. And if there was ever a blessing given to Abraham, and you think about it, he was giving it to his, Abraham walked out there and everything to the west and the east and the north and south and everything he could see, every every bit of land he could see, he said, Abraham, it's all yours and your seed. The scriptures here tell us it's not just imputed to Abraham, but to you also. And that's what Paul was teaching us here. And when Brother Branham came to came down here and he, and he spoke on the earth that, and he was, say, he was saying, he was trying to show the people that the same God of Abraham, the same God of Isaac was the same God of you and I. Because God doesn't change and his word don't change. And when we walk on down through the scriptures here, we realize that everything, no matter how good you think you are, you may not possess what you think you do. Or how bad you think you are, maybe you possess more than you think you do. And we get so carnal-minded and we think about it in such a way that we miss the spiritual blessings of God. Because we think about it, well, maybe you went and took a DNA test and Abraham wasn't there. But you're still a son or daughter of Abraham. He's still your father. Just because you don't find it in the natural, remember, this is a spiritual seed in Christ. In Christ is when you take on Abraham's seed. And that's when you can possess all things. Everything that we have need of can be possessed by the believer. Remember, it is to occupy... To enjoy. We can have peace. All these things are ours. Every bit of it. And now if if we don't just get what we ask for spontaneously, then sometimes our faith weakens. That wasn't Abraham. Abraham was not that way. So I think maybe if we could just stop. You know, we pray for something, and maybe God didn't say yes right away. And we get scared. Maybe God is wanting to test your faith just a little bit. Maybe he does want you to have it, but maybe he doesn't want you to have it right that minute just to see if you'll hold on just a little longer. I remember praying and asking the Lord, you know, if there was anything I could do. And, and it took years before I ever actually heard back anything that was any substantial voice that I actually heard. And I was sitting there, and you know what? My faith did weaken. I wanted something I could touch or feel, I wanted an emotion to come on me. It's not always the emotion. Sometimes it's a still, small voice, and we miss it because we get so caught up in the things of the world. We get so caught up in our daily lives that we miss the still, small voice of God that tries to tell you what's yours. And it's all right here in the Bible if you just read it. Because everything that we need is a possession, and every possession we need is ours. It is ours. God made a covenant with Abraham and that covenant in that covenant he made with Abraham. Remember, he wasn't just making a covenant with Abraham, but his seed also. And it wasn't just Isaac, but in Christ will thy seed be called in Christ. So once you take on the seed of Christ, you are an heir of all the spiritual blessings of God. And so that's the thing right there. If you don't ever come to Christ, if you don't ever accept what He's already done for you, then sure you're not going to feel the blessings of God. You're not going to feel anything good from God. Maybe you'll never experience the blessings of God in any way because you didn't take on the seed of God by accepting Christ. Remember, this is all free. This is not something you have to buy. This is not something you have to go out and seek necessarily because God already sought you out. And then He put a desire in your heart so you could seek Him. And at that point then... When you return to God and you say, I I feel you and I know you're pulling in my heartstrings, then at that point, then God has already done something in you. It wasn't you saying, I'm going to go find God because I'm not good. No, God already sought you out and put that desire there before you had anything to do with it. So it's all free. The desire you have to be in church is from God. The desire you have to do anything for the Lord, that is the desire from God. And God put it there. But remember, Satan will come in there and try to kill that joy. He will try to kill that, that, that promise from you. He'll try to make you think you're not good enough for the promise. He'll try to th- make you think you're some little person and you're sitting in a small church in Hardy, Arkansas, and I'm not good enough or I'm not the biggest church of the message. But I'll tell you right now, you are still the royal seed of Abraham. You still have a place in God's economy, no matter how little you are. You say, well, my ministry's not this, and it's not on this level, and maybe I don't have the voice to be this preacher or that preacher, but you're still used of God. Because why? God didn't say that everybody would be Abraham and everybody be Christ. But in that seed line, there will come forth a bride, and there will be sons and daughters in that seed line there. And that's where we need to come to. When, when we think about these promises, what promises are ours? Mark 16 and 17, he said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with tongues. They shall do these things. Why? That is a promise. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall. That's a promise. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is a promise to you and to your children. That's still a promise. No matter how bad it looks and how far your children are away from you, God is still God, And his promises are still true regardless. If you think about it that way, God won't lose one of his. Every promise is still yours. Every promise in this Bible is still absolutely the truth. God doesn't take away a promise and God doesn't take away, he's not an Indian giver. He doesn't give you something and give something to Abraham and give something to Isaac and then well, you're the same seed, but I've taken it from you. I've taken your inheritance. No, it's still your inheritance. When the prodigal son left, he was still a son. Just because he strayed didn't make him any less of a son. And I say tonight, if you've strayed, if you fell apart and your life looks like it's in ruins, you're still a son or daughter of God. Has nothing to do with the circumstances. Abraham looked at the circumstances it would have told him to quit believing. But because he quit looking at the circumstances and he saw that God was still God and he believed anyway and his seed will do the same thing. Oh, I'll tell you, sometimes in my life I thought I was so far gone I thought I couldn't be saved. I thought maybe I'd went too far. I'd crossed the line. But there was something on the inside that said, come back home. And when I responded to that call, I knew there was still something in me. I knew I was still seen. Because God is not just a God afar of off, but He's a God right here. And He'll speak to you sometimes in ways that you don't think He'll speak to you. He might use a donkey to speak to you. But God will still speak. God is still God. His seed is still his seed. Everything God placed in the church, every promise that he ever placed in the church is still active tonight. It's still a true promise of God. When we come in, when the Satan comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard. What is the standard? We are the standard he'll raise up. Think about it. We are that seed of Abraham. They come right on down through Christ and then Christ into the church. Christ in you. And now you... Through Christ are the standard for the age. That's good. And when you think about it in that way, then we think we don't nothing Satan can come against us, but in that way we are more than able to withstand every gate of every enemy. Anytime, any place. Satan may come at you. He may tell you this. He may say, "You know what? You you have no talents, you are no good, and and you're not going to help the church. You might as well stay home. You might as well do whatever you want to do. But if God has placed you in a body, stay there and stay faithful to it and do what you can for God. And if you really have that call of God in your life, God won't even let you sit at home. Because listen, Brother Branham says it like this. If God is in your heart, you can't wait for them doors to open. So it's not you going to church. It's not you dragging yourself to church. It's God. Taking you to church. Think about it like this. If you knew God was going to church with you every Sunday, would you go? He is. He is the very desire that makes you go. He's the very desire in your heart that makes you love somebody. That love is not just an emotion. It is a desire. And these things, this possession that we have is not just a story, but it is an actual fact. It is something you can actually have. And this is something that when you come down and you look at, and you look through the ages and you see what God did to the church and you see what he did to Abraham there and how he blessed him. But you think about it, that's a good story. And it's true. And it really happened. But it's you too. God has spoken to every one of you that you are the royal seed of Abraham. You are blessed among all the peoples of the earth. You are that royal seed. When you're sick, think about it. God has already provided a sacrifice just like He did for Abraham. The same God, the same way. He's already got a ram in the thicket for you. Because when somebody's in the hospital on their deathbed, and you think, well, that's just the end of it. No, that's just the beginning of it. God can, God can in the instant like that provide a ram and you can be like, you see these healings take place and you see surgeries that maybe a person should die and they come through them and they actually survive these things. And Why? Because God has a purpose for these things. God has a reason behind it. Nothing happens by chance. But to the royal seed of Abraham, God has already seen what he's done for one and everything that he did for Abraham, he's still going to do for you. Right here tonight, I believe that we we sometimes we let healing pass us by because we think we're not worthy of it. But I, I'll tell you tonight, it's not your worthiness anyway. But it's God Himself that come down and gave you an abstract D. And I'll tell you what, if God, if if somebody. Gave me a title to a vehicle. And they said, it's yours. And they signed their name on it. I'm going to go take it down. I'm going to register it. I'm going to claim it as mine. And I'll tell you tonight, when God came down and he gave you an abstract deed. And he said, it's all yours. Every promise in the book is yours. Everything you have need of. Every child that you have is not going to be lost. Every brother and sister that's out there in the world. They're not going to be lost. Everyone that looks like it. But if you have the faith of Abraham, he won't lose one of them. You say, "Well, Job lost all of them. He was a perfect man, but God gave them all back to him. Everything will be restored to you. All these promises are yours. Everything is yours." And Abraham staggered not at the promises of God. I wonder if we could get to a place like that ourselves. But see, humanity gets in our way, and we start thinking about we start thinking about, "Well, the life that I have, the cards I've been dealt, and many times it's bad." And I remember thinking as a young person, I thought, man, I don't want to be living in the situation I'm living in. And, I, you know, a lot of times we make our situations worse by trying to fix things ourselves. If we would ever get down on our knees and pray, study the Word of God, a lot of times the answers are right here in front of us, and we fail to grab a hold of them. And that's the problem we run into. But I tell you, tonight, church, there is a positive gospel to the seed of Abraham. Listen, to the denominations. To the world, there's all kinds of doom and gloom for them, and rightfully so. But to you, right, this, this 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 thing that's going to come upon the earth, all the bombs and things that's going to hit, that's not on you. You have nothing to be scared of. Because you're Abraham's seed, and you've already been called out from among that. And I believe tonight, if we could ever think really hard about who we are, and take the Word of God and just believe for it, we would quit worrying about the gas prices, we quit worrying about the economy and who's president. We would be we would quit thinking about all that because God's got it all in control anyway. I'm not saying you got to vote for one or the other. What I'm saying is quit worrying about who's there. Because if you really believe the prophet of God, the the system's crooked anyway. So they're going to put in who they want to put in. And so I'll say it this way. We, We spend so much time worrying about it, it becomes a distraction to your Christian walk, and it becomes a place where all you can think about is the doom and gloom of the world when that worldly doom and gloom is not yours anyway, but the promises is what you should think about because that is yours. The inheritance is yours. The things that we th- we think so much about the world, and it, it happens to all of us, we think, well, you know, this so-and-so's president, you know, groceries are going up, gas is going up, they're going to bomb us, there's no leadership in the White House, there's no leadership, well, I'll be honest with you, there's no leadership there anyway, because really, there's puppet strings pulling everything, but I'll say this here, there's a God who's actually in control of all of it. Yeah. And he knows exactly who will be there on the next term. Yeah. And the term after that, if the Lord tarries, right. he knows who's going to be there. Right. So the bride has nothing to worry about. Yeah. Sickness is going to strike you at some point if the Lord tarries. Yeah. You're going to die with something. Why worry about it and start the process now? Yeah. Let's just keep it. Let's just put it off a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. To worry, yeah. isn't, there, there's nothing. Brother Branham, I heard this on the tape today. He said there's no merit in worry. Yeah. There's no healing in worry. Nothing. We worry about things we have no control over and we start getting ourselves all worked up into a frantic emotion about the way the world is when the world don't belong to us but the whole entire universe does. This world as we know it is chaos. But there is another world that'll be set up here and that is ours. There'll be no sin. There'll be no bad presidents. Maybe none at all. But there will be a God there. Who has already, is already God here, and when you can really get into the atmosphere of God, you can realize that we have nothing to worry about even here. Even on this side, before we ever get to the perfect place, right here in the chaos we live in, God has already given us reason enough to withstand the devil. He's given us a sword. He's given us the spirit of truth. He's given us the message of the hour. He's given us everything we need. And all we have to do is grab a hold of it and accept it. But what we do is worry, and we fuss, and we fight, and we get into a, a state of panic because of the way the world is. Church, I tell you, quit worrying about it. Quit getting distracted by it. It's not going to help you. And I know the humanity comes in, and, and it gets a hold of us all the times. but I think that's a good time to get on your knees. That's a good time to read the Word of God. That's a good, night, good time to turn on a tape and change the presence of God or bring the presence of God to you. Change the atmosphere. Turn on something good. Turn off the news maybe a little bit. There's nothing good on it. It'll depress you. It will actually play with your emotions. People don't like emotions in church, but I'll say this. You can listen to the radio, and your emotions will change. You can watch TV, and your emotions will change. You can watch a movie, and it will play with your emotions. That's what it does. But I would just sure enough like the Holy Ghost to take control of my emotions.
1: won't hurt nobody.
0: Amen. I'd rather that than the movie stars change my emotions. I'd rather that than CNN or Fox or C-SPAN or whoever else. I'd much rather the Holy Ghost change my emotions than that. I would much rather come to the house of God and feel an emotional presence and love among the people than to come in and amongst a bunch of people who are worried if they're going to go in the rapture. Am I going to make it? Am I going to go through the tribulation? All these things, i tell you what, none of these things move me. We'll just put it that way. Because when the when the flesh is all gone, and this temporary house is gone, there is another one already waiting for you, regardless of the state of this one. You think about this, there's been people that have passed on, that have been crippled, and there's been people that have went to be with the Lord, who maybe they couldn't talk, or maybe they couldn't see. But this is only a temporary tabernacle. And a question was asked to me one time, why would a good God allow these things to happen To good people. But they're thinking in the carnal realm. They're thinking in such a... and, And this space of time that we live in is such a short time to God. It's not like it seems to us. And it's so short and fleeting and fast... This is just a temporary tabernacle. But see, Abraham's seed, they're not just a possessor of this body and this life, but you possess things even after this life. Why? Because you're more than just a human being. You are a spirit of Christ in you. You are a little Messiah. You are a creator. The atmosphere you have around you is created by you. The the spirit you bring to church with you is an atmosphere you created and brought to church with you. You can either come to church with God Or you can come to church with a bad spirit. The bad spirit is going to affect the people around you, maybe, unless they prayed through real well. But I will say this, that many times we think about ourselves so much. How do I look when I come to church? How are my kids going to act in church? Is anybody going to look at me wrong? Is anybody going to not shake my hand or shake my hand? But listen, the seed of Abraham comes to hear the word. They come to because there's a promise in the word to them. And when I know in my heart that there's a promise. Somebody has, got a, has promised me a lifetime supply of Norwex or something. All this other, you know, this the sales marketing. Some, somebody's promised me a lifetime supply, then I expect to get it in the mail every month or get my subscription or whatever. I expect it. Yep. But what about a promise of God all right. that, he, that will heal all yeah. your diseases? Yeah. Do you expect it to happen? Do you expect it, or do you think it? maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't happen? If Abraham would have had that kind of faith, he would have never taken Isaac up in the first place to the altar. Never would have taken him. Because in that kind of faith, you're getting up there and you think, well, maybe God won't provide a ram. Maybe God won't do anything. Maybe. But Abraham knew that even if he died, then even in death, God could raise up another. You imagine if you waited 25 years for your firstborn child and God told you to go take his life. Could we do it? That's hard. But that's where our faith has to go. That's the trust we have to have in a living God. It's not a God of yesterday. He's not a God of Abraham and Moses and those. He is a God of those, but he's not just a God of that day. He's not just a God that walked on earth 2000 years ago, but he's also a God of now. And he's the same God. People try to put it back with Brother Branham, and that's wonderful. We see that God was used in Brother Branham's ministry, but that same God used in Brother Branham's ministry can be used through little old you. Because you say, well, I don't have the sign in my hand, and I don't have the gift of the visions, and I don't have these things. But you're still a seed of Abraham. There's not one seed, listen, there's not one seed that is greater than the other seed in that line. Because if I am a Pruitt, and he is a Pruitt, I am just as good as he is. Maybe I can't preach like him, but I can still, I'm still, I still have the same rights to the same family history. We have the same problems because of who we are. But let me tell you like this, you are just like Isaac, just like Isaac. Everything that Abraham promised to his son, that's you. You daughters of Abraham. You sons of Abraham. I think it's time we take back our blessings. Take back your joy. Take back your praise. Don't let nobody steal it from you. Don't let nobody take it from you. You say, but everything looks like it's falling apart. Just a little bit longer and it'll all be made new. Just a little bit longer. And all the wrongs will be made right. The crooked places will be made straight. The message we have is a message of restoration. And it came. And he said, I will restore all things. I will restore all things back. Abraham's seed is here again. And we still have the blessings of God. We're still sons of Abraham. The power is still in the church. Satan is only a bluff. we got to step out on faith. We've got to believe the Word of God. We've got to get to a point to where we put down our doubts, cast down reasoning, realize who we are in God's economy because we're going to have in this life, we're going to have troubles, we're going to have all kinds of temptations, we're going to have things in this flesh, this flesh, this flesh is never sanctified, this flesh is never saved, but there is a spirit man in here that is in Christ and that person is saved. So no matter what happens here, if you die tomorrow of a heart attack, if you're in Christ, you don't really die. And when you realize that, you have an eternal life, an eternal being. It's not the one you see here, but it's the one on the inside. And that inside man will become so big that the outside man will try to come. You will actually come under subjection to that man in a sense. It'll fight. It's the black dog and it's the white dog. And they will always fight and they will, they will always be there. But in this sense right here, there is a spirit man. And if you feed that spirit man daily, yeah. he will live. Yes. And he will grow stronger and greater. But if you always pull back and you quit reading your Bible and you quit hearing the message of the hour and you do these things and you expect to live a Christian life and a victorious life, then you're missing it. Because when you feed that black man and your eyes, excuse me, your eyes are always glued to the TV and you're always thinking about things like this, let me tell you this. That black man will get bigger and bigger and the white man will get smaller and that spirit will get smaller. But when you think about this one right here, when you think about the spirit that's in you, that will glow and grow because you have to feed it on God's things. You have to get that thing fed daily. If if I went on a diet, which I have, and my brother did too, I've lost weight. He hasn't. But when you go on a diet, you can skip a meal here and there. You can do different things and all that. But if you do the same thing with your spiritual diet, you're also going to lose some weight in that area. And that sounds simple, and it is. But think about it like this. If I feed, if if I just say I'm not going to eat no more, I'm not going to drink no more water, I'm not going to feed myself anymore, I'm going to die pretty soon. You can only live so long without food and water. When you do that to your spiritual life and you expect to be alive when you come to church, you expect to be alive when it comes time of death, you're really going to die then. But if you fed your spiritual man when it comes down to the river and it's time to die, you don't actually die. That spiritual man has been fed so well, you just step into another body. And when we can feed our spiritual man like that, when we can feed him just as well as we do our natural flesh, We can get nice and fat in the natural, but can we do the same in the spiritual? Can we really feed ourselves? I wonder if we read our Bible three times a day how we would do. I wonder if we heard two or three tapes a day how we would act at church. Because this is not a dead letter. This is not a dead message. This is alive. It is a real living thing that God has sent to us. And when you have a living being inside of you and you have a living God that is feeding you, then really really what you grab a hold of is not something that's dead, not not word only, but in the spirit also. And when you see a man of God, maybe, that has fallen back and they get into a, a spot to where everything's dead and dry and they don't believe in the spirit or no emotion in the church, that's Whatever. People can do what they want to do. But let me tell you this. You have starved out your spiritual being. You have gotten to a point to where you don't really believe who you are. Because if I believe that I'm a spiritual seed of Abraham, then what I really believe is this. That I've already inherited everything. And now it's time for me to go and tend to it. I've already inherited the blessings of God. But I'm going to water it. I'm going to feed it. If I don't really believe I have that vehicle that someone has given to me, then I think of it like this. I'm never going to put gas in it. I'm never going to go claim it and put tags on it because I don't really believe it's mine. There's got to be a catch to it. And maybe somebody thinks there's a catch to the blessings of God, but there's no catch to it. It is yours. It is every bit yours, the same it was Abraham's. We get to the point that you really believe that, that the possession is yours. You can enjoy it. Because to possess is to enjoy. You can have or you can hold it with absolute title deed. Absolutely everything is yours. A lot of times happiness is is not something we we wake up with because we think about the things that are distracting us. We think about work. We think about lack of money. We think about a a car that maybe broke down or maybe our lack of transportation. There are many things in this life that's going to go wrong. But the facts are, when you can really look up and see, like you said, where the apple's falling from, you can ask God for it and God can still provide what you have need of. Just because you lack in this life doesn't mean you'll always lack in this life. Maybe God is putting you through a test. Maybe God is allowing something to happen so that God can really use you in a spiritual way. Maybe he is allowing temptations to come upon you to see if you can withstand them. And maybe God is allowing things to happen like he did Job. Go ahead, Satan. Take him. But you can't touch his life. And that is the same way of us. Satan has nothing to do with when you die. God already knows. To a true believer, God knows the beginning from the end. And when you take on Christ and his word, we are the royal seed. We are absolutely one with Christ. Because in Christ is when you take on the royal seat. And I'll try to quit. I see my time's getting away from me. I hope that clock is right and not an hour behind. Oh my goodness. But we need a reminder sometimes of who we are. We do need a reminder sometimes that we are still the royal seat of Abraham. We are still God's chosen people. Regardless of the politics, regardless of anything, you're still God's chosen people. So when you can get past that. It'll change your attitude yep. and your atmosphere right. because you're always going to have the human side that's going to beat you down, but just steal away and pray. Right. Ask God to take that evil spirit off of you, the spirit of depression, the spirit of things that might grab a hold of you and drag you away from church, the sickness that gets on your bodies. God is still God, yep. and He's still more than able. Brother ram says it like this, Whatsoever you ask in the Father's name, I'll do it. Every promise yes, in the book belongs to you. Yes, sir. When you're saved, he gives you a check with his name wrote at the bottom of it. Don't be afraid to fill it out because the bank of heaven will recognize it if it goes through the Pentecostal clearinghouse. He said, that's right. If you've got something here on deposit yourself, if you are recognized, if you've got identification to show that the check belongs to you, it's only for believers now. If you got that identification, God will recognize your check. That's right. No matter what you ask for, any redemptive blessing belongs to you. If it was redeemed, it belongs to you. You already have a check written out. Abraham's seed is already written out on it. All you have to do is cash the check. Cash the check for your children. Cash the check for your brothers and sisters. Cash the check for your spouse cash the check for something that's went wrong in your life cash the check for depression if the news is bothering you turn it off and cash God's check turn on the news of heaven hear that voice calling out to you come out of her, my people be not partakers of her plagues come on over here and enjoy the blessings of God come on over here where, where we're fed on the true things of God leave all those things in the past that are in the past and come forward and press on towards the mark that's what we have to do as believers, is quit thinking about where we've been, maybe so much. And I was this, and I was that. It's a great testimony, but there's more than that, because we are now sons and daughters of God. We are now the royal seed of Abraham. And so we get past that here. We see that the, the Pentecostal clearinghouse is what cash, clears that check, and they look at it, and they examine that check. And we see here that on the bottom of this, when it says, it doesn't say Joel Pruitt because God will never recognize that maybe, but he'll recognize this. He'll recognize Abraham's seed because we're all the one and the same. Not one of us are above another. Just the last name, and excuse me for saying this, I don't mean this as slander, but the last name Branham does not get you to heaven and does not give you any more power than a Pruitt or a White or anybody else. It's wonderful to be related maybe if I was a, a natural king's son that would be wonderful and right. you could take some pride in that or maybe it would be maybe if I was a president, a president's son, maybe I could take some pride in that. Right. But there's one thing you have to remember you are actually greater yes. than the leaders of this earth. You're greater than the, than the gods of this world. You are more than able because you can withstand every power, every temptation, not your flesh, but the God in you, the Creator has already put a seed in there and that seed has already brought forth life and now you are now sons and daughters of God and you are Abraham's seed so you don't have to worry about anything. We can get past the worry. Get past all these things that hinder us. Nothing will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. No politics. No gas prices. Nothing. But Satan will try you in every way. You know, when Satan, when you realize one of Satan's tactics and you start, okay, I can stand up against that one because I know Satan's coming at me with a certain way. He'll change his tactics. And a lot of times that's how we get in a trap. He quit trying to put the spirit of depression on you because you don't get depressed like you used to. You're a happy child of God. But then he'll bring over here and he'll make your best friend turn against you and he'll make you feel like you're no good and you're a bad friend and you're all this. But listen, Satan is only using that to affect your spiritual walk. He is trying to get you down. He's trying to put a pothole in this road we're walking on. But tonight, church, I believe that if we can ever get past this carnal flesh and you say it'll always be here, it will always be here, it'll always fight you. But if you'll just feed that spirit man a little more, We can overcome this. We can absolutely overcome this. Would you stand with me as musicians come? We are more than conquerors through Christ that loved us. We are more than able because we are the seed of Abraham in Christ. And I know it's short and, and and it's simple thought there today, but I just want you to be encouraged that this world has nothing on you. This flesh has nothing on you. Your family may look like it's in shambles. It has nothing to do with your eternal destination. Nothing you're in now, the situation you're in, has nothing to do with where we're going. We are the seed of Abraham. And just as Isaac was called from Abraham as a son of God, you also are called a seed of Abraham. In Abraham's seed, the blessings of God still exist. The word of God is still good to us. Because we believe everything that God promised for us. I believe that God has something for every one of us today. God has something that you can grab hold of. There's a promise in your life. And you know there are resources in heaven that we haven't even tapped into yet. Because we're down here living in this, in this, this world we live in with the distractions we have. If we can ever just get past that, we can really grab hold of the promises of God. And we can say, God, I give this flesh to you and I give my life to you so that I can just make it a little closer. I want to be just a little more like Christ. I want to walk just a little more in His love and kindness. I want to be just like Christ because in Him, I take on all the promises of Abraham's seed. Do you believe you're one of His? How many Abraham's seed do we have in the house tonight? That every promise in the Bible is yours. There's not one of them. That Satan can steal from you. He'll come and knock on your door. Turn him away. Kick that box of rattlesnakes out of the way. They're not yours. Don't take possession of an evil when God has already given you all the good things of the Bible. Healing is still yours. Your children are still yours. Your family, every one of them, through faith, is still yours. God is still God bow your heads this evening Lord God I hope that something was said Lord that would bless someone here tonight Lord God as we come together Lord these these mixed up words Lord and maybe Lord God I pray you would just anoint something that was said Lord as somebody could just grab a hold of the promises of God tonight Lord we're more than able through you to have everything we have need of Lord, if we can just show us who we are, Lord, you'll show us, Lord, that this word is still true to us today. It is a living word. And if we can be a living epistle, Lord, and we can grab hold of your word, then God can see, God can see his manifested sons taking a hold of it and being blessed just as Abraham was blessed. And I pray tonight, Lord, that anything that's done or said, Lord, would be for your glory, Lord, here tonight, Lord pray, Lord, that everything that's been here tonight, I pray that there has been nothing, Lord, that would be false or out of line, Lord. I pray you would just, Lord, just take it away, Lord. If there's one here, Lord, tonight that's got worry, Lord, or fear or depression, I pray you would just come upon them right now, Lord, and just anoint them with the Holy Ghost, Lord, and they can just have joy and peace tonight. I pray you would just come, Lord, in the service now. Just have your way with us, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, as we worship you for just a few moments, Lord, that Lord, that everything, Lord, would just be for your glory. Lord, we love you, and we believe that, Lord, you're more than able, Lord, to bless every one of us right now. If there's someone in here sick, Lord, I pray that we would just cast down that spirit of oppression and, and sickness, Lord, and take on the promises of God right now, because we are more than able to defeat the devil through your blood. Through your seed tonight, Lord, I thank you for everything you've done for us. Pray you be with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just sing that now. We've been
1: made
0: more than calm overcomers, this life. We one of his. Can you give the Lord a big hand of praise tonight? You are that royal seed of Abraham. You're not just somebody that's in this human flesh but you're more than conquerors through the blood of Christ. Aren't you thankful for it? Sing it one more time. We've been made more than conquerors
2: Overcomers in this life Sing it now with all your heart made victorious through the blood of Jesus it's already done hallelujah it's already
1: done
2: Praise praise the Lord you know the path that today. Abraham seed. Oh, it's already done. I'm already healed. Let's sing that. I'm already healed. Oh, I'm already Right, you know, you go and confess that Many times when you confess it But JT mentioned that today He said, I've confessed it And you become a target for the enemy The first thing he's going to do Is get you to say, well I was wrong Right, that's the first thing he does If I say, well I, I, I'm feeling better And I'm doing better And then the first thing The devil come right after you That's when you stand up and say Hey devil, I'm not wrong because the symptoms are not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the blood. I'm looking at what was done for me on Calvary, that day on Calvary. And so it's a finished work in the eyes of God. Amen. So I'm just waiting on the checkbook, the money to get back, and the funds to be put in the bank. It's already done. Amen. If you believe that today, amen. Sing it one more time. Oh, it's already done. Done. Give him a hand of to praise tonight. Yes, Amen. Amen. Brother Caleb's got a praise report tonight. and He's going to give us. Isn't God been good to us today? I'm so encouraged by the things that I heard already. Amen. God
1: bless you, Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm just so thankful for, for the Lord. Um, a few weeks ago, I came up here and got prayed for my feet. They, they would hurt so bad in the, in the uh, soles of my feet, I could hardly walk. While I worked, it just hurt so bad. Um, I just hardly stand it. I'd get home from work and just limp into the house and it just hurt. But uh, I came and got prayed for and it uh, seemed like the next week, it hurt worse than ever before. And I just kept claiming it. Every time I'd walk, every time it hurt, I would just say, thank you, Lord, for healing my feet. Thank you, Lord, for healing my feet. Every, every step I took and uh, and uh, it, it doesn't hurt. Every time every, every time every it, time it would get a little bit less and I just keep thanking him for healing my yes. feet. And I'm just yes. glad the Lord's healed my feet and and uh, I can I can work and everything without pain and I'm just praising the Lord for healing my feet.
2: Yes. Amen. Amen. The <clears throat> Amen. The devil will attack you, but you're more than a conqueror. Amen. 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 So, I, you know, we need to leave with a different attitude. It's like the, the mouse, you know, that was running through the brewery and he fell into the vat and, and he got in a little bit of that, you know, and he'd come back out and the cat was chasing him around. And he come back out and said, where's that cat? That's the kind of attitude we need to have towards the devil. Get drunk on new wine. Amen. Have that kind of attitude towards the devil. I, I've already made it. Amen. Amen. It's already done. My symptoms don't matter. Amen. What an encouraging thing to hear the testimonies. What were we talking about this morning? Brother Branham said if he can get you to believe, he said if you can believe what you see and what you hear, if we could just get you to do that, to believe that. And, and that's, that's the word of God manifesting himself in you. And one day that's going to manifest in you in a rapture. And you're just going to be walking and you're going to go home. You're just going to be doing what you normally do and you just go home. Amen. Amen. Aren't you looking forward to that day? Amen. Amen. Let's sing a little chorus, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Um, maybe. Oh, Hallelujah. Sing it with me now. Oh, Hallelujah. Just right before we go, let's lift our hands to him and Hallelujah. You're worthy of our praise. You've been so good to us today. Hallelujah. God tonight. Amen. Let's sing one of them. We're going to go in the fear of the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm one of them. Oh, yes, I'm one of them. Oh, I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. Amen. Sing it as you go. Oh, yes, I'm one of them. Oh, I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of these.